Welcome back to Cultural Zeitgeist Experts, where I speak to some of my friends and colleagues about an impactful piece of art and culture. They may not have been directly involved, but that doesn't mean they don't have something to say about it. Today's expert, best friend, child lover, and tree hugger, Julia Tamlin. The Cultural Zeitgeist moment, the love affair she shared with many girls and boys that started in 2011 with five boys named Harry, Louie, Zane, Niall, and Liam, who formed boy band One Direction. FaceTimed you in a long time, like actually FaceTimed you. Um, I have been doing some schoolwork, not a lot because I don't have that much, and watching New Girl, and what else? Crying over One Direction. Actually, to be fair, we we have kind of left the like One Direction regression. Okay, yeah, so... Of quarantine. Okay, so we should explain. Okay, so you and I both um, uh, have very obsessive personalities about um, specific... Hyperfixations. Yeah, obsessions about um, specific pop culture things, movies, Mm -hmm. television shows, people, and Mm -hmm. it really consumes us, and we both... Uh, you had, I mean, you, you always had a One Direction thing, even, you know, well into high school, but um, mostly in our early years, you had yeah. this thing for One Direction, I had this thing for, like, all musical theater, and now that we're stuck in a quarantine, we've now regressed to a middle school level obsession about the things that mm-hmm. you're once obsessed with. Yeah, you could say that, like, in this time of great uneasiness, we have looked towards the things that gave us comfort in our youth. Yes. A lot of people have experienced this, I feel like. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of, like, memes about it. Okay. Well, at least we're not alone. Yeah, it's good to know that everyone else is suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is also, this comes at impeccable timing considering Zane is preggers. I know, I know. I'm actually, yeah. How do you feel There's about been, that? I think it's great, to be honest. I don't have much of a reaction other than... Like, good for them. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same. Like, uh, I think they're cute. I always thought they were cute together. Yeah, I do too. Okay, well, my intro question really is, um, it has, it's well known historically that boy bands <laughs> cause, um, Maybe it's because they cause a sexual awakening in a lot of people, but they cause a mania that is overwhelming and... Unmatched. Exactly. And I want to know why that is, considering um, it's not just women that are obsessed with these people. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely not. Um, And I want to know... 
Yeah, I want to know why you think that is and because I certainly experienced it with you where, you know, I mm-hmm. we went away one summer and then we came back and <laughs> you were in love with um, five different men. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting um, that, like, I, part of, like, the fandom, I think, of it all is that they were just so cute and little mm. and, like, they were so funny and, like, I think more than in any other, like, band or musical act, the, like, amount of content that we were given was, Mm. like, practically unlimited. Like, there was so much behind the scenes. There was so much, like, videos. And because they were on X Factor first, and they had done all of these, like, video diaries and interviews. And, um, like, there was so much to learn and so much to know and that it felt so, like personal um when you first found out about them did you feel like you were behind in a way because there was so much content and you missed the whole season of the x factor that they were on well no because i was pretty early on to be fair okay it was should we like say how i um like how i heard about them give me the full story yeah okay i remember it vividly. it was like july 2011 and i was in portugal for the summer with my cousins and we were doing a sailing camp And there was a girl in our sailing camp who was from England, and she just would not stop talking about these two bands. Um, One was called JLS, and one was One Direction. And um, I did not give a shit about JLS. I didn't didn't understand that. I think they broke up pretty quickly. Um, But they were both, I think, she kept on talking about One Direction, and I was like, hmm, that sounds interesting. And she would, like, show me videos of them. And then I would go back to the house after camp and like, that's how it started, like watching all of the X Factor stuff. And there, and like, there was, they were coming out with a single, um, and it was just like, there was a, like a beginning community of like fans on Tumblr, which was really fun. And they were just bringing like beginning the promo for what makes you beautiful. And so there was, it like, just felt like such a beginning, like it was so exciting and do you think that if do you think that if all five of them were not put together in a band that they would have made it still Mm, I really don't interesting so Simon Cowell really did a great thing because I don't think it was just I think it was like how they interacted with each other that people loved like you can talk like share like not really friends anymore today or they're all that you know that's a different conversation but I like watching them interact with each other was so fun and like it was so cute and like made you happy made me happy at least Hmm. did you meet any other people online like did you have like um did I have like tumblr friends yeah for like one direction yeah no I never really there was one girl who, like, she, I actually, like, still follow her on Instagram, and, like, she follows me, and um, her name is Lily, and one, so we met at, like, one summer at a One Direction concert in Long Island, we met each other in person, but, like, um, like, it never really was, like, oh my gosh, my Tumblr One Direction friends, it was always, like, because when I came back from Portugal that summer, I told, like, Feliz, my high school best friend, about it, 
and like we were just like hit the ground running like it was it was all downhill from there I mean this was I'm guessing this was like like everything was because nothing was available in the US yet like it wasn't like we were watching the X Factor It was on YouTube everything yeah, was I on had to YouTube watch- yeah, I had to, like, watch all of their behind-the-scenes, like, X Factor. Like, I never watched, I don't think I ever really watched an episode of the X Factor. I just watched, like, compilation videos of, like, One Direction stuff on the X Factor. Hmm. Did you have a favorite performance of theirs on the X Factor that you watched at all? Oh, good question. Didn't they do, um, they did a famous rendition of something on the X Factor, didn't they? They did, um, there's, like, their first performance where they sang, um, where they sang, what was that Coldplay song? Um, Viva La Vida. Like, that was, people make fun of that because it was so horrible. Like, how they made it past that one, I don't know. Huh. Um, but, let's see, my favorite. I thought they did, like, Mad World or something like that. They did Forever Young. Oh, Forever Young. Yeah. Yeah. How, that was like, I if they had won, world? if they had won, that would have been their, like, single, but they didn't win. I remember that. How do I even I remember did, that? I think my favorite was probably, uh, they did, uh, Your Song by Elton John. Hmm. That one was pretty good, I think. Did you ever get very jealous of the fact that you weren't in England? Oh, absolutely. Wait, when we, so in ninth grade, so this was still 2011 right yeah Uh Uh, what makes me beautiful had come out in august so in november we went to london on the london trip oh yeah oh yeah and that was like ed sheeran had just released his first album um one direction had released up all night so their first album and we were at the tate one day the tate modern on a field trip And they were, like, setting something up underneath the bridge, like, right next to the museum. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, I wonder what that is. First of all, the whole time on the trip, like, my friends and I were, like, like, we're we're scouting. Like, where are they? They're like, they could just be around the corner. Oh, Um, wow. And so that was so fun because that was, like, you know, it was, like, really, like, they were really big. And we were there at, like, the perfect time Mm -hmm. for their, like. Yeah. um, And then, and then. A couple months, or like a month later, they released their music video for One Thing, which I was just going to say, right the it was right next and to the we tape, yeah. We had been there that day, which was like crazy. And then when we were leaving, flying back to, um, to New York, I have this like visceral memory of running through the airport, running through Heathrow, like arms full of like teenage magazines, <laughs> which I still have, by the way. <laughs> like Tiger Beat. <laughs> yes, it was like the British version of Tiger Beat and J14. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all like One Direction magazines, like <laughs> with Harry Styles on the cover. Like, I snogged three fans. <laughs> Wait, that's so and I like had, had to get them because they didn't have them in the US. Before What Makes You Beautiful came out in the US, I like downloaded the, um, like, the first play that they ever had of it on the radio. And so on in my iTunes, what makes you beautiful is like the song that I have downloaded is from the radio, not from the, the album, which is kind of cool. Wow. Wow. That's so crazy. I'm really revealing all of my deepest, most embarrassing secrets. No, on I this think it's great. Episode. But 
I, you know, I have no shame at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, don't have any shame. It's great. I think it's great. I have a really vivid memory of that one thing music video too. That's so weird that you say that I was literally thinking about it and I was like, I have a weird memory of like, I mean, listen, I like knew about them through you and I liked them a lot through you. I wasn't obviously, I wasn't obsessed with them, but I watched a lot of One Direction footage. I, I, I've yeah, seen you, a lot of you, One Direction You things. put up with a lot, I would say. I really did like them. Like I thought they were really very cute. I was a Louis fan and a Harry fan. I, I didn't understand the Nile thing at all. I didn't get it. I did not get it. I was just like, I don't get it. Um, Liam, I was so irrelevant and Zane, I really hated. I remember really not liking Zane. Um, I thought he was shady actually, which is so funny now. Yeah. Look, look at, look what happened. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. So, but I really remember that, that music thing. video because they were riding like a, they were riding a double decker bus, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Okay. Yeah. It. And I remember you were freaking out about the fact that it was near the Tate Modern. That's so weird. We were there that day that they were filming it? Or that, that day that they were filming it, That's yeah. so the crazy. The day they filmed it. Yeah. Why did no one see that? How is they that filmed it. They filmed that part at night because it was after we left. Like, that part of the video. Oh, dark oh, oh, oh. Wow, that's really weird. But I remember there was a couch. Like, there was just, like, a random couch. And I was like, why is there a couch? And then in the music video, they're sitting on the couch. That's so crazy. That's such, that's wild. Yeah. I don't, I didn't remember that they were there that day. That's pretty insane. I, I honestly didn't really care about how they all got together. Like, I don't, I never. Um, the origin story. Is yeah, I never delved into that part. So I want to know, like, where are they all from? Um... Well, Niall's the only one from Ireland. The rest of them are from England. I know that Harry is from Holmes Chapel. Mm-hmm. And Louis is from Doncaster. Like, they're from, like, not around London. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, like, n- the north. And then, like, kind of, like, western England, I think. Uh-huh. And they all got along the whole time? I truly think they did. I really do think that they... I think in the beginning, maybe... Everyone, they would always say, like, oh, Louie was so loud, and Liam, he and Liam, like, butted heads, but then they got along, and I really do think that they were truly all, like, best friends. Who do you think was, um, like, who had the different roles? Like, who was, like, the clown? Who was the leader? Who was, like, the dad? (laughs) Who was... Okay, so, definitely, like, the stereotype, they were, like, put in categories like that. I think that... Louis was always, the, like, the jokey one. Harry was obviously the charming one. If you Google this, like, you can Google, like, like pictures of One Direction from, like, 2012, and they'll always have, like, Harry, like, cute, Niall, um, like, fun, Louis, the jokester, Zane, mysterious, like, Liam, the dad. Liam is such a dad. Yeah, he was, like, the serious one, I guess. I feel like he, he always felt, too, like he was, like, the guy who was, like, like, they all wanted to have fun, and he was, like, no, guys, like, we really need to work on, like, our next single. Well, he he had auditioned for X Factor a couple years before and didn't make it, so he was always, like, this is my shot. Like, I want to take it seriously. I see. Did the, was there, do you think there was any one of them that was, like, trying to fuck shit up for everybody else? Like, nah, guys, we don't need to work. <laughs> Probably Louie. And but I, about, think, I think they all, I think they all took it pretty seriously. Like, you know, they mm-hmm. didn't want to lose their chance because it was something that they wanted. 
Yeah, that's true. But like having fun while doing it versus just like, no, it's, it's all work and no play. Isn't it true though that Harry wrote a lot of songs for them and for other people while he was a member of the band? I think he wrote, he definitely wrote a song for Ariana Grande. Um, and, but by like the, by like the second or third album, they, Liam and Louie were writing most of their songs, I think, especially for the last album. Liam and Louie were? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Louie, I think Louie wrote most of One Direction, like out of, between all five or all four of them. Louie wrote the most or participated in writing the most of their songs. That's so crazy because I always thought Louie was just like along for the ride. He like very much had like a very strong background role as like a songwriter and I think always felt more confident in the songwriting than in the actual singing. Right, yeah, he didn't have a lot of lines yeah. song-wise. I think that like in the first album you can count the minutes that like Louie spent like just him like having a solo. I don't even think it was one minute. Just talking about this right now literally makes me after this want to go watch all their music videos and look up all of the things that we used to watch. Well, what do you think I've spent the last month doing? I I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what it's been like for you because it's been the same way for me delving into this like weird musical, these reunions of like shows, musical theater shows that like I don't even think about anymore. But like suddenly there's like this, the Search for Elle Woods on MTV reunion. And I'm like, yeah. I'm there. I'm there. Um, and the American Idiot one. That one would Yeah, really I mean, good. it's just, it's beyond me. But, so yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like for you. But there was a... At um, least you get, at least you get reunion content. Like, I know! I think members of One Direction would rather die than acknowledge each other. I, I can't even believe that because it's like... Uh, it's actually not true because Liam and Niall did an Instagram live together like a week or two ago but no one cares about Liam though (laughs) (laughs) oh be nice he's had a hard time I think he did a podcast recently about like how hard his mental health like how hard they were worked in the band and it was really sad oh that is sad I mean I do I I, want I liked him I just I I I mean we'll get into it it's not why we're here yeah I mean definitely not Um, and I'm honestly, like, just shocked at the fact that, like, I wasn't that shocked that Harry, I mean, I was, but I wasn't. Like, I always knew that Harry would, like, come into his own and, like, find some sort of, like, androgynous, like, style and, like, be part of, like, a Fleetwood Mac kind of vibe. But, like, that's not, doesn't seem so out of left field, but the Liam becoming, like, a hip-hop guy is really something that's just, like, I turn a blind eye to it because I'm, like, sweetie, like, I remember when you were a youngin'. Yeah, yeah. love songs about, you know. The way you flip your hair. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like swinging around like a London street lamp. So, mm-hmm. um, but there used, there was a, uh, a movie that you showed me. I think it was really at the beginning of this whole thing. It might have been the only, it, we had to find it from some like really sketch-o website you need to download mm-hmm. all of these uh all of these like um, eight parts exactly you have to download all the parts you download all like the adobe flash things and uh it was it i mean it must have been like really the only kind of behind the scenes movie that there was like that at that time right there were no like other documentaries and stuff yeah it was like a tv special that they had done called one direction a year in the making and they mm-hmm. made it for 
you know, like they, it had been a year since they were put together and like what's happening with the band and the album, how they made the album and stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember, cause that was sort of, they hadn't really, since it was a year in the making and it had come out in England, that means that they weren't really at their prime. Like I didn't know a lot of people who knew what that was yet. Like who knew what One Direction was yet in America. So, um, we would watch that and I'll never forget it. Um, you would make me watch, uh, like about halfway through there was a concert and Harry messed up. It was he, he messed up in the concert. It was their first live TV show performance of what makes you beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like some game show, I think. And they came on in the middle and they sang the song and he did his solo and his voice cracked or like, it got, he got really, he was really nervous and like he lost, he couldn't hold his breath or something like that. Couldn't get the notes out. And he cried. And then after, <laughs> afterwards on Twitter, I think it was like, oh, something yeah. was trending. Oh, and it was right. like, right. like, Harry Styles can't fucking sing at all. And then he cried and, to the camera. And then he cried, yeah, and it was like... I just wish that I was, you know, the type of person who didn't really care about what people thought about me, but I don't think I am. It was really sad. It was so sad. The poor little boy. Yeah, it was really sad. I, like, felt really bad for him. I, I had no, uh, I really didn't care about him that much at all, but I really felt sad for him more than I had ever moment. felt. Yeah, for any other pop star, even, like, the pop stars I loved. At that time. Right, like they weren't even pop stars yet. Yeah, like I was still worried about like Demi Lovato and like her first stint in rehab, and like I was still like, damn, that Harry Styles, like he's just really going through a hard time because <laughs> Twitter doesn't like him today. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really good documentary though. I I actually really liked that. I used to watch that a lot. It was like it was pretty well done. It was so cute. Um, you know, it was like low key. It didn't feel like contrived or anything yeah no it really didn't it was very honest okay I also want to uh hear about um one day we were in school and we found out that you were you were the 100th caller for (laughs) on the radio should I walk you through this moment yeah walk me through the moment you met One Direction okay so first of all they were while we were in London it was announced that One Direction was going to be going on tour opening for big time rush wow Um, opening that's crazy yeah opening and so I like emailed my dad I was like you have to get me tickets please 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 so my dad got me tickets um and then so they were gonna be playing Red City um in March and I think I guess it was in February they were doing it was when One Direction was like they were coming to the US you remember it was like bring 1D to me you made me a sign yes Hashtag bring one me, one D to me. Um, and they were doing all these like radio shows and like a um, mall album side signings and stuff like that. And there was a contest on Z100 to meet them. And if you were the 100th caller, you got to get tickets, to, like go to their like little radio performance and a meet and greet afterwards. And it was just, it, was, it was a school night, and I was in the kitchen, and I had my cell phone, my dad's cell phone, and the house phone, and I, like, had it ready, and I and I called, and, and I got it, and the guy picked up the phone, and I, he were like, okay, hold on, you got it, you're the 100th caller, please, like, wait one second, we're gonna put you through, 
and I freaked out. I screamed. Um, I can't believe that. And the guy was like, okay, okay, that's enough. And then, like, they needed to talk to my dad because they needed to talk to someone over 18. And obviously I texted Feliz, and I was like, we're going to go meet One Direction. And it was like, oh, God, it was the best. I can't believe, like, it's just so crazy. Like, who is the 100th caller? Like, you never know know the 100th caller. I can't believe I know somebody who was the 100th caller or who even participated in a 100th caller (laughs) situation. How many times did you have to call to get through? I think it, I, it was on my dad's phone that I, that I won. So I think it was like, I mean, I, I dialed it so, I must have dialed so quickly. Mm, it's crazy. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I like, was, I hung up and dialed again. I think it was the first time. Wow. Like, That's how um, fast it went. And then it was, fr- it was a Friday during midterms. And which it was the day of my French midterm, which I got a D on because I couldn't couldn't study. (laughs) You couldn't concentrate? No. And, um, and so before we were going to go to meet them, we went to, because it was ninth grade and this is what I guess we were doing in ninth grade. We went down, it was me, Felice and Olivia and Ellie. Mm -hmm. Um, we went down to St. Mark's place. And Olivia got her ear pierced. Classic. And then I was like, Felice, we have to go. We have to go. We're going to be late. And so we, like, rushed downtown to the Z100, um, like, radio station near Chambers Street. Uh, no, near Franklin Street. And um, we got there. We were, like, a little late. So I had to, like, push through and be like, I'm here. My name's on the list. Wow. Please let us in. And they let us in. And we got to watch them sing and, like, answer a couple questions. And then... We were supposed to be able to do, like, everybody gets an individual picture or, like, you and your friend. But Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, no, we have to rush. Like, we're running late. So you have to do a group photo. And so it, my photo with One Direction has, like, these three randos in it. That sucks. It sucks so much. If I think about it too much, I get mad. Yeah, that that would make me really mad. The worst part is is that they probably interspersed all the randos in between the members of One Direction. So it's not like you can crop them out. Right, so it's like me and Felice standing next to Niall, which is like what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be between Niall and Harry because you know I love them. I but, remember um, you were thinking really long and hard about this. Is a big discussion we would have about who, yeah. if there's an order and 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 Harry's not next to Niall, where where do you go? Which one do you go to? Well, I think there was already a girl next to Harry, probably, and so we went to to Niall. And I remember he smelled really good. Ooh! And how many times have you seen them now? In concert. Okay. Does opening for Big Time Rush count? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I saw them open. (laughs) I saw them on the Up All Night tour. I saw them at Madison Square Garden. And then I saw them at MetLife and at um, the the one in Long Island. Uh, Um, the... I forget what it's called. Nikon Jones Beach. Okay, Jones Beach. So five times. Five times. Wow. And I didn't go see them on their last tour. um, Because I didn't have anyone to go with. And I think that's something I'll always regret. Stay tuned for part two, where Julia explains her hypothesis on the reason for the sudden breakup and each boy's choice to move far away from the music genre they had been known for. 